Uh, I kept my distance because I just, I had this picture of myself get, going over to Brooklyn and just going, oh, no. <laughs> Having people, you know, have to hold me up and, you know, be like, get, get yourself together. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's it too much. <laughs> Welcome to the Heavy Girls Podcast. I'm Christina Long, Creative Director of Black Girls World Zine, which is based in New York City. And we love alternative music, heavy music, mathcore, and everything in between. In this podcast, we chat with amazing musicians and creatives in the scene, taking a deeper dive into their creative practice. In this episode, we talk to the Sinister Sisters, two West Coast-based best friends that run a fashion brand celebrating women of color in the metal scene. I'm Courtney Long, senior editor of Black Girls World Zine, Stacey and Asia. I am so happy you guys were able to attend. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and then we want to hear what happened last night. I'm Stacey. I'm 33 years old. I'm a hairstylist on the side, like full-time job. And I met Asia and we started Sinister Sisters. <laughs> I met her at a bar, heavy metal night, drunk. Yeah. Well, she was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Asia. Um, I am a daytime. I make coffee. Nighttime, I make clothes. <laughs> and uh, yesterday we worked the metal merchants market and we had a good, a great time. And yes. we went out and we just it just kept going. <laughs> yeah, we ran to the We were like, no, we're living our best life. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> we had to do it. That sounds really cool. I actually do have a question about the metal merchant scene. You know, here in New York City, there's like a scene around small publishing, people making their own comics, printed matter, maybe live music, or they'll do their own like underground fundraisers. But I can't say I've seen anything like around like additional crafts, fashion and things like that. So how how are they like putting that together on the West Coast? Like what other things around metal are people tabling at these events? I would say, like, um, well, the person who's in charge of metal merchants, like, she just um, reaches out to vendors. Well, there's, like, people who sell a lot of, like, metal records. Um, Home decor. Yeah. Jewelry. Yeah. Um, some do, like, their own graphics or, like, flyers or reprints. Mm-hmm. Uh, photography so anything that memorabilia basically and people that just love their rock and roll and metal and music and just it's a lifestyle so it's pretty cool that is awesome oh, good. we're like we're when we do these markets we're like we're the two only people like what black people like yeah. it's mainly um hispanic mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah at least in la yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty like, that's why I wanted to start Sinister Sisters, because growing up, um, I was really into a lot of metal, but, like, all of my friends were, like, Hispanic. So when I went, when I started Sinister Sisters with Asia, I was like, I want to make it like that. It's normal for Black girls to be in the Hispanic culture and be into metal, too, you know? Mm, just uniting the 
the black and brown cultures that you know yeah we grew up with <laughs> right yeah that's awesome yeah there's definitely a huge population of hispanic and latino young folks here in new york city that i would say keep the heavy metal scene going um, <laughs> yes mm-hmm. courtney all right we invited y'all because we love your style and how you own your blackness and wear it proudly in a way that we can relate to. So I'm I'm shocked to hear that you guys were still like the only ones there <laughs> that were black. But I think it's cool that you keep going and keep going into these spaces and selling yourself and saying, hey, we're here because we are here. Um, I love that you sell velvet, pleather, shirts to shorts, and even custom dresses. Can you talk to us a little bit about where you get your inspiration for these so cool outfits? <laughs> um, I went to school for fashion and growing up, uh, I'm I'm curvy and thick. You guys seen my photos, so I didn't really have a lot of stuff that fit me when I was growing up. And I used to admire a lot of the girls with like skinny, lean bodies back in the eighties. And I was like, I want to look like that. And my body would just not bounce to that. And so when I was when I started learning how to sew and able to like make my own skinny jeans and like ripping my own stuff and doing whatever experiment. <laughs> In college, I wanted to make a like a rock and roll line. When I met Stacy, she was telling me about her ideas, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it clicked." And I just love the way how when we went to um, Baltimore for the Maryland Death Fest, and she was like, "Asia, I'm gonna wear this, 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 this. My hair's gonna like this with my makeup like this." And when she got ready, I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> I was like, "Cause I, I don't like styling. I just like throwing on whatever, and I just rock it. That's just me." And Stacy's like, no, it has to look like this. And when she says it looks like that, she is that. <laughs> so she comes up with like her style, like what she wants. And I kind of bring it to life. And then sometimes we do both of our styles together. Like, oh, we've always liked this one iconic like picture from back in the day. I always wanted this dress and this color or this print. And then we're like, yeah, let's make that. And that's how we come up with our own our own thing for Sinister. Uh, I would say I get a lot of my inspiration from, uh, well, growing up as a kid from music videos, like yeah. <laughs> all kind of music videos, especially like metal and then hip hop music videos. I used to love as a kid, like I love watching um, 106 in Park. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I love that show because they had all the hot music videos at the time. And I would just look at the girls in the videos, like what they wore, like the shirts and the the low rise, like jeans and things like that. And then as I got older into high school and I started watching more um, in MTV classics, um, I will never forget this video, like probably till the day I die. Uh, bon Jovi's uh, Bad Medicine, I believe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was like the first time I seen anyone like in a miniskirt. And I was like, I want like a tight miniskirt. But at that time, miniskirts were not in style. So the stores didn't have them. And I was like, I want one so bad. So I had a spaghetti strap shirt and I just wore it as a miniskirt. You love it. <laughs> My <boobies are> number. <laughs> so i feel like a lot of my inspiration always came from like music videos and stuff like that that's a really good point Uh, you're definitely taking me back to 
Um, most of my childhood, I had sworn off dresses, right? And, and I said, ah, you'll never catch me in another dress for any reason at any time. Um, and then I saw this like music video of Corn, and he had like the kilt on, right? And I was like, now that works. <laughs> so then I was like, maybe I will rock a dress every now and then, you know? Like, he still made it look heavy, you know? Uh, but yeah, that was what it took to get me to try dresses again. <sighs> I love that. <laughs> I know for me, I just, when we grew up, we, we grew up in kind of a conservative black home. So when we would say we was going to the rock shows, my mom would be like, you better wear that purple sweater. I don't want to see nothing dark, nothing. We were like, ah, rock show in a turtleneck. It was crazy. So I feel like in my 30s now, I finally get the experience to like start messing around with style or messing around with like, how I want to pair things out so I can look cute at the shows instead of looking like, you know, like little Miss Bo Peep. Trying to get <laughs> I had posted something the other day on my personal Instagram and it was saying that like I'm healing my uh, 16-year-old self because I feel in that, in that time, like that was when I was really getting into fashion a lot and I feel like in between that time in my early 20s, I like kind of lost it. Like I didn't, I wasn't as passionate anymore. Like I had got lost in a relationship. So now that I'm in my 30s and I'm allowing myself to fully grasp and be inspired and wear all the things that I wish I could have worn when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm more excited about it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I appreciate it more. Like I wasn't allowed to wear like the tight stuff or uh, dark clothes. I used to get yelled at for that. Wear some color. No. <laughs> Why are you, I sitting in a fashion school? Why are your jeans ripped? I don't know. I don't have time. So like she actually I love uh, going back to like what I get my inspiration was a lot of male rock stars. My favorite one. Everyone knows the slash the hair. I just love the whole humble and sexiness of him but i just try to make it girly stacy is more of the girly one and she inspired and like helped me open myself up to my feminine side so i started wearing more like dresses and skirts going to shows and i'd be like oh this is cute i could do this before i wouldn't and so um yeah thank you for that i love that so i've been i've been <laughs> healing my uh my inner like teenage uh and younger 20 year old too so it's pretty cool i can definitely relate <laughs> that is awesome. So would you say you first started getting interested in like this alt black style when you were like 16, you just weren't able to like express it? Or or like also, like a follow-up question, did you know it was called like alt-black girl style or were you just doing what felt natural, you know, for you or, you know, what was coming naturally? For me, I would say like it, it started for me in the ninth grade. Um, that's when I really started like, I don't know, I always had like neighbors and stuff that we used to and stuff. And then in class, I had this friend, like he burned me like a Nirvana CD. So I feel like, I feel like in that time when I was in the ninth grade, I kind of dressed more like 
a skater girl, you would say. Oh. Like I used to wear like DCs and Dickies and just like spaghetti straps and stuff like that. Yeah. And then I would feel like more as I progressed, like through high school, like I got into different genres of metal. Like, I mean, I always loved like in high school, I always loved like hair metal and Bon Jovi and stuff like that. Like, and nobody at that time was listening to that stuff. So they would be like, oh, my God, like, that's so old. <laughs> but I was like, I fucking love it, you know? And then um, I had a crush on this guy and he was like so into black metal. So then, like, I ventured into black metal that way. And then, um, like, I, I always I feel like I just skip like genres like of metal like when i was in school everybody was kind of listening to like the more popular what was on the radio metal and i was more listening to classic rock at the time and then as i progressed and got older like i kind of started listening to what was popular when i was younger like i'm all i i don't know i'm just weird that way i guess I see. <laughs> <laughs> like i Tend to like go back instead of forward. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You know, like Courtney and I are from like the Midwest suburbs, and for the longest time in the 2000s, like post hardcore was the thing, and they didn't really have a fashion sense, right? It was just t shirts and jeans and really dressing down for the most part. Um, but yeah, I think over the years, we just yeah develop like a personal style of like you know it's still totally come as you are you don't have right. to put on anything special if you don't want to but you know i might still show up in something really feminine and you know but yeah sometimes it really wasn't lining up with like the rest of the vibe of a space right where they're just like you've got lipstick on right like and no but no other girl here even put on lipstick or lip gloss right uh and we show up and it's just like god damn i y'all doing the most Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I mean, I feel like I, I think I got more like when when I was like more in the 11th grade towards senior year is when I kind of got more into goth rock. So that's when I became more feminine because like the whole gothic style, I feel like is more feminine, like how the girls dress in that. So that's when I started like wanting to wear like skirts and thigh highs and things like that. Versus like when I was in the ninth grade and I was more like into my skater tomboy era. Mm-hmm. So like but now I feel like my style changes on how I feel or what I want to like present that day. Like I love wearing shorts. Shorts are my most favorite thing to wear. Shorts and tights. <laughs> <laughs> so like, but then I, I try to pull in together like my tomboy side with my feminine side a lot but i love like doing a full glam face of makeup and that was your yesterday a bold, yeah 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 i had a trip and everyone there last night everyone was like oh my god we love your whole aesthetic and i'm like thank you <laughs> um, i look like i was straight out of I have a follow-up question about the brand itself, Sinister Sisters. Like, did you all have, not to get too businessy about it, but 
did you have like a strategy as far as um trying to build up a following um for people to see your stuff on Etsy and things <laughs> like that, or was it just kind of random and grew on its own? Random uh, grew, grew on its own. There is no strategy. We still have no strategy. <laughs> We're still a little bit all over the place, honestly. We, for the past like two years, have been trying to organize and get it together. And but honestly, like for me personally, that's how my whole life has always been. I never like I plan stuff, but then it just happens, and I'm just like, you know, it just it's, it's okay. I always think I have like a deadline for things, so I'm like, no, it's gonna happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. <laughs> I just, I'm more trying to be in a flow state of mind that now, now that I'm older, I'm just trying to be more in a flow state of mind. Like, I have no control. I completely understand, especially like you all mentioned, you've got a day job. Courtney and I have day jobs. I don't know, Courtney, if you want to mention something about the way you and I work, too, on Black Girls World. Oh, I, I guess I'd say it's like an uh, outlet to be creative in a way you're not allowed to. So I can understand, like, uh, I, I can, I'm pretty loosey-goosey with Black Girls World, to be honest, because I'm like, it's the only time I can go with the flow or just be creative and not feel like I'm on deadline. So I totally, I can relate to that. It's just, why does everything have to be so much pressure? And then you get to be creative and really be, you know, true to yourself and come up with something amazing. Right. I do have a follow-up question on that. You know, with the pandemic, we saw a lot of shops having trouble. Have you guys had that issue or because of like social media and everything, have you guys been doing great, especially with the go with the flow attitude? Uh well um I feel like during the pandemic that's when we we blew up we blew up during okay let's go back to the BLM riots and all that stuff we blew up during that week and um I just remember the riots were bad I I was at another friend's house spending the night at her house and my phone was like bling 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 going off and I was like whatever so I went back to sleep right and then she's calling me and I'm like I'll call her later calls me again i was like i'll call her later third time i was like nah something happened so i pick up the phone viral and i was like what and i had messages everything was sold out of inventory i was like what's going on i just woke up and yeah we blew up during the pandemic and honestly it hit us like a buzz we didn't know what to do for like what the first five months <laughs> I mean, I Looking back at that time in the pandemic, like it was really hard for everyone. It was really hard for me, especially like as a hairstylist, there was no salons to work. So I was basically just living off of unemployment. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of hard for me, especially coming from someone who makes tips every day. So I had to adjust my life in that way. But yeah. I mean, looking back, I have no regrets. Like we met a lot of cool people during the pandemic like we met uh jerry which i thank god like he helped us like make videos helping us promote and yeah. and you know we were helping each other promote our uh both of our platforms so he would make us videos we would put it you know put his name out there and give him credit and stuff so that was that was a cool time that was pretty cool <laughs> i feel like too like for me it was it, i mean i feel like it was kind of like our second year going into it I believe 
during the pandemic. I'm not sure. Yes. But in those times, what a lot of people don't know, like where I kind of been being more open about was like that I was like in the whole like my life had like changed. So I was like in a whole lot of like self doubt and like scared shitless. And I wasn't really mm-hmm. open with anyone until anyone was really going on. And I was like, like I wanted to be excited about having a business and starting my own business. And, but it was like, I was like holding myself back, like from feeling that excitement, that enthusiasm, because it was like, I don't know where this is going. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, I have to like allow myself to believe that something good is going to happen out of it. So the pandemic was really rough for me. <laughs> you know, I agree. It was a rough time and... I think, you know, we, I, I agree with you. We, we seem to have like a lot more digital interest in Black Girls World during Black Lives Matter that one summer. Um, but yes, at the same time, I felt like Courtney and I both did not feel creative that season or that year, right? Like we had no, uh, we were just like so emotionally exhausted. Um, yeah. It was really hard to, yeah, like leverage uh, that time or do something with that time because uh yeah it had already compounded in all these other ways like to be stressed out i don't know courtney you agree yeah i felt like we were stressed out um my company was going through layoffs at the time too as a result of the pandemic so it was like you weren't sure if you were going to have a job and you know then it's just like who wants to look for a job when a bunch of companies are getting laid off at the same time. So that was stressful, but also just watching all the protests and, you know, that that man had died on live TV. It was a lot. So, yeah, we had a similar situation where went to go protest. Um, Yeah. It was kind of something like I've always like dreamed of doing. Like, um, I don't know. I would like I listen to sometimes like I listen to a lot like um, like Kendrick Lamar and stuff, like pro activists, like black people, pro black people, people, you know, I've always like in my mind envisioned, like, you know, like, like stand up for, you know, our people. So when I went to do that, I was kind of like scared. <laughs> like, yeah. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen here. Like, and even my neighbor, he saw me before I went. He's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I was like, I'm going to go to the protest. And he was like, are you sure you want to go? He's like, be careful. Like, you know, like, you know, like, you don't know what can happen there and stuff. And I was like, no, it's kind of, he's like, why do you want to go? And I was like, it's just something that I've always wanted to do, I feel, in my mind. And then I kind of like, we had had a conversation with these guys in Baltimore and uh, I don't know why we had came up with the convert like whole pro. We were talking about protest about like Trump. I think it was be like after Trump got elected or, or his second election, something like that. And we were talking about like protest and like everyone was kind of like sharing their ideas. And then they were like, I was like, well, not everybody like nothing's going to change because not everybody's going to get up and do it. But then like it kind of clicked to me in my mind, like to like well, why don't you do it? If you feel like everybody's not going to do it, you do it, like me, myself. So I was like, fuck, you know, like, so that's why I kind of went and did it because I was like, I don't want to be like that person that's like, oh, well, nothing's going to change because not everybody's doing it, you know? I I wish I went, but I was a little scared because I was traumatized from watching all the media and the violence and 
my dad's a, a Marine and he was like, don't be going out there. Well, but I was just, okay, I'm gonna stay home. <laughs> but I really wish I went to go protest. I felt really bad, but it was, it was mentally, I think for that week. So like the riots and like media was just showing everything that was like going on in LA and it's like down the street. And like the, I think the one that really, like one of the bad ones that happened was in the Valley. And one of my friends lived around the corner from that. And they were by the courthouse and they just started like ambushing all the businesses. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is way too much. And it just took a mental like toll on me and emotional. And I was just like, this is too much. And then the whole thing was sinister. It was just too much at the time. And I, I think I even kept posting like, hey, thanks for everyone for the love and support. But I'm just like, it's just w- way overwhelming with everything that was going on in the world. It was crazy. Yeah, I know. It's like a. I mean, that's why, like, at the end of the day, like, our our personal health and, like, self-preservation comes first. There's lots of ways to activate, right? There's lots of ways to support the cause. But we got to check in with ourselves first. <laughs> what was my goal for filming season two of Heavy Girls Podcast? Not only because Courtney enjoys being on these ones and twos, yeah. But for me, it's a snapshot in time of some of our favorite artists, musicians, and writers. Black Girls World is celebrating those artists that are pushing creativity to the next level. So sit back and enjoy the show. I kept my distance because I just I had this picture of myself get going over to Brooklyn and just going, oh no! <laughs> Having people, you know, have to hold me up and you know, be like, get get yourself together. What's wrong with you? And I'm like, it's just too much. <laughs> I don't know her. I host heavy girls by myself. <laughs> Right. So, um, but you know, these things keep going, right? Like, so we're still out here doing what we can, I suppose. And I don't know what we'll make of it. I just saw somebody on uh, Instagram uh, posting about a small business they run that centers black owned restaurants, I think, like in North Carolina. And they were saying like in their IG reel. Um, I have not made any money doing this project since the summer of 2020. And I think that's really interesting that, you know, people have such, you know, lost interest in supporting black businesses and all these different things since that time. Right. And I was like, hey, you really put it out there. Um, but yeah, it's like, what is that? We didn't like we all know we have these passion projects where we're going to keep doing them regardless of if they go viral or if anyone uh, picks them up. Uh, We'll still be here, right? You know, celebrating these things. But it is interesting to see the the ebb and flow, I suppose, of when the mainstream takes an interest in some of these projects. I had told Asia before we started, I was like, oh, it's going to take time. When we grew up on social media, I was like, no, nah, I was not ready. I wasn't either. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, I'm still getting myself ready, you know, like with everything. But I just feel like it's just like the beauty of it, of it is because it still keeps me passionate about it. 
is because I'm like, I'm not ready, but I'm ready and I'm going to do the best I can. Awesome. Awesome. I know one of the reasons we wanted to interview more black owned businesses that are, um, you know, all black or just like punk or heavy metal is because we've noticed ever since Black Lives Matter, especially since we, you know, tried to you know talk about some of the protests that were happening locally. We feel like some of the stuff and from other black businesses kind of being shadow banned on Instagram. Have you guys noticed that, you know, in this time? Like um, black owned businesses being shadow banned? For saying like Black Lives Matter. I don't know, Christina, mm-hmm. how would you describe it? Like a sometimes post beginning. Yeah, I mean, it does seem like the algorithms have been a bit wishy washy this past year as far as who sees what. On on our end, I haven't seen that. I feel like I have like noticed that. Um, I mean, I I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that because I feel like I feel like I follow a lot of um, like black owned business pages and black owned this are and i follow a mix of media of everything like i follow spiritual accounts i follow um fashion accounts like things that i try to be like draw my attention so i get the algorithm of that because i'm constantly liking and reposting those things on my page so i feel like i see those things naturally just pop up in my feed because of that so i i really feel like algorithm has to do with how you run your own account honestly mm-hmm. like in my opinion right but i don't know if that's true or not but like i i do want to find like um like i know like i kind of sometimes feel like people will look at us as because as sinister sisters because we are in a more dominant um latino community so i feel like i feel like some people wouldn't relate to us like other black businesses or black alt girls wouldn't relate to us because of that mm-hmm. but i feel i feel like i i do want to have more of a black audience like more of a black audience but i feel like the way the alternative music that we're into i feel like that's why i always said i wanted it to be normalized that black girls can be into the music that i'm into because i feel like in the metal team that i am in you don't see many black girls you mm-hmm. only alternative black girls like um like uh like what corn or um I guess more than new metal stuff. Like new metal, metal hardcore yeah. Yeah, and stuff. Yeah, like those things. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. very rare if we go to a black metal show in LA and we run into another black alternative or metal chain. We're like, hey, what's up, girl? Yeah. You're beautiful. Like, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, that that's my whole, whole goal. Like that, that to me, like was my whole goal with Sinisters because I wanted more, I wanted more like that we can be in underground metal um death metal thrash metal um, yes. black metal <laughs> not just the commercial metal oh not the meaning yeah yeah metal. yeah yeah. Yeah. Pop punk. <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like sometimes our uh sometimes our stuff gets like tossed into this punk category where i have to push back and be like Courtney and i are metalheads 
are similar in that a lot of what we're doing is in person right like with tabling and interfacing with people right so like we've got like the online presence but even for our zines and stuff like the most impact we we've had with that here on the east coast is just when we're in a black neighborhood and we've got a table and we're able to just hand books out to kids right um for them to you know be curious and be like what is this right and i'm like yeah, you need to go on Spotify and check out a few things. Right? Yeah, you know, let's expand that palette of yours. You know, um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad. I hope your Instagram reach keeps growing because I think you guys are integral to showing the individuality and creativity that can come through clothes, and that you can help people who are curvy have access to the clothes we want to wear you know dolls kill models look like size like three I'm like i'm never gonna look like that right. it's like when i see some curvy velvet crush shorts i'm like oh my booty will fit you know it's my booty it'll fit yours <laughs> <laughs> so segue question what song is at the top of your playlist this year as we end 2022? Like, who have you been bopping that people need to bop to? I think the number one song for my playlist on Spotify was Forever My Queen by Pentagram. <laughs> the number one song on my um, Spotify was Male Tears. They're local LA gods. Post-punk band. It was, um, I think it was uh, Model Citizen. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I like. I didn't even realize I played that song so many times. But it's not popular. But it's like I don't know. Model city. It's model city. Yeah. <laughs> but I like. I listen to a lot of um, post punk and goth. Um, so I that's why I had changed my my name on Instagram to the Goth Unicorn. <laughs> um, I, it used to be um, Chaotic Age. Um, are there any markets you're looking forward to uh, selling at in 2023 that you want your listeners or um, you know everybody to be aware of that you're going to be at do you guys know your schedule yet we have one on the 6th and it's at Knucklehead Um, Knucklehead is like a bar in Hollywood Uh, we've been there pretty often <laughs> yeah, we've been there, we party there. So I mean come down and buy some clothes. Um we said that we don't really have it really set up. I kinda I'm kinda trying to put something in the works myself. Um uh, I haven't really put it yet, so I don't want to say too much about um, it. Well we we're always doing metal merchants market, so that happened. Every, every three, three months. months or so. So the next one will probably be in March. Not too sure. But yeah, oh. we're we're doing a lot better at uh, booking uh, vending gigs. So we're trying to put ourselves more out there into the street. 
Man, awesome. And then last question, what are you most proud of as we close out 2022? And have you thought about goals for 2023 if you're a goal person? <laughs> like with Jennifer or in general? In general. I want to say that for me personally, I am most proud of my inner growth <laughs> that nobody has seen. And I, I realized today that like like I was really heard about something but then I realized that it was sent to me for in order for me to grow and I'm like you know it hurts but I'm proud that I chose myself like I'm learning to have strong boundaries and I'm learning to pick myself first and for the first time in my life so in 2023 I would say my goal for 2023 is to live stress-free free finally (laughs) and to live my best life and go to as many concerts as I can (laughs) cheers to that I feel like we can all get in on that maybe just me apparently my 2022 closing out would definitely be um, inner growth patience and taking care of myself and like setting boundaries for myself within myself and other friends and people. And I've actually realized I have learned a lot this year and grown over like the past two years. And I'm very proud of myself for that. Next year, my goal is to is going. I'm finally out of a creative funk that I was going through like in and out all like for the past two years. And I don't like that. <laughs> and I just started like to just focus on one thing at a time instead of just focusing on everything and taking everything all at once so i do a little here finish it do a little here finish it so i'm trying to um go back to balancing out my responsibilities and time management so like stacy i'm trying to live just free next year <laughs> love it mm-hmm. well that's awesome christina you got any more questions no i think we can close it out and just uh, you know, thank Asia and Stacy for joining us on this conversation. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank, thank you for you. having us. Yeah. Thank you for coming. All right. Well, you heard it here, folks, on the Heavy Girls Podcast. We had the pleasure of talking to Asia and Stacy about their really cool store, Sinister Sisters. So keep an eye out for them and buy more shorts because they look awesome. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.